welcome to Interwhisper Live, the show all about internships and how to survive them. This is Abisal. This is Khalil. This is Isabella. This is Matt. And this is Mario. On our show this evening, we'll be speaking with Mario Simauchi. Did I pronounce that correctly? Oh, yeah. All right. Revenue analyst with NBC Sports, Golf Now, and a young entrepreneur. Reminder to all our listeners, you can call us live on the air. The phone number is 407-582-2906. And you can also chat with us online through Interpursuit's Facebook live chat. Coming up this episode of the Intern Whisper Live, hashtag what I learned stories, industry innovation, great leaders, and the wildcard Wednesday topic. All right, so how can people find us? You can look for us on Pivot Business Consulting. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. And we have a YouTube channel. You can watch our episodes there. You can find us on Intern Pursuit Facebook page, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel there. Uh, Intern Pursuit Game, Facebook, Twitter, and also you can listen to us live on MixLR.com forward slash Valencia College Radio and follow Intern Whisperer. You can, again, watch us live on our Intern Pursuit Facebook page. We always like to invite people to chat with us during the show. And, again, that live phone number is 407-582-2906. All right. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our first sponsor, the Florida, the Florida Patient Association, whose mission is to bring support and services to patients in the state of Florida. If you have not received the help and support you need from an injury in the healthcare industry, Contact Florida Patient Association for guidance on your rights. Thank you, Florida Patient Association. You can also find them on their Facebook page as Florida Patient Association. Okay, we have really squeaky chairs and we're tired of it. So I am going to bring in WD-40 if nobody else does because <laughs> every time I move, the chair squeaks. That is a great idea. Yeah. I second it. Okay, good, because this is like I'm over it. Okay, so Mario is an alumni of Rollins College. Yay, that's my alma mater also. I'm super excited. Rollins <laughs> College. Go Tars. He's currently working for NBC Sports and Golf Now, and he has his own company. So we're going to be having conversations with him about all of his great things that he's doing, and I'm going to go ahead and open up. So um, I'm going to start with not the first point that we have up here, but the fact that he graduated from Rollins College. What was your major? Um, international business with a minor oh. in Asian. Uh, do you, do you mind, could you speak Can a bit closer oh, to the mic? Closer to the mic. There we go. Remember, I said intimate. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can really move it around too. Yeah. So. Like this? Uh, you can like move yeah. it up. Just, there you yeah, go. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, major was international business. Good. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's better. Sorry. Okay, All right. there we are. Um, Major was international business, and minor was Asian studies. Um, Can you move a little bit closer to the mic? How about there? Yeah. Yeah. Next time, we'll have this all tested out so our listeners don't have to have us go through this with, they don't have to go through this with us. Right. Okay, go. Asian. So Asian studies was my minor. Um, To be honest, I actually started off with an art major and moved on to international business afterwards, um, especially coming back from a very multicultural background. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents are Hispanic, and I grew up in Miami. I think the si- Close it, enough. Close enough. I that, mean, is the, m- that is Hispanic. The, the international city yeah. <laughs> of, of South and Central America, you know. Um, how's, the, how's the volume? 
Yeah, it's good. It's good now. Yeah. yeah. So it's really Abby's second time on the soundboard. Yeah, yeah. So I apologize for he's, that. He's no having worries. to learn. Yeah. So this is always the what I learn stories. Hey, for right. sure. There's <laughs> always a first time. Yes, there is. Anyway, so you went to school for a whole year in China? Uh, no. So seven. So a whole semester. I actually went a little bit earlier over the summer um, just to practice my Mandarin. I had already taken um, a year and a half at, in school. Um, as soon as I got in, I started, I was, I come from, so also, um, cool story, my, my grandparents are Japanese. Oh, so wow. the closest thing in school to an Asian culture or, or Asian, uh, language, uh, that I could learn was Mandarin. Um, therefore I was, you know, China was booming in the markets. Uh, it was one of the, the five countries within the the brick system and learning all of that within international business, I was just very excited to learn Mandarin. Uh, took it for a year and then I was, I was like, I need to pursue this even further. Went and studied abroad, uh, spent seven months there, and it was a great time. Learned a lot um, from culture, religion, to uh, different business aspects of within different industries. Um, I went, I had the opportunity to go to one of Nike's factories, not necessarily their sweatshops, but, uh, <laughs> no, they don't have uh, any sweatshops. No, not at all. Nike does <laughs> not have that. Nowhere anywhere else in the world would that be happening. But I did, I did go to their, um, distribution centers, um, a lot of, uh, international banks. Um, we had a lot of itineraries that had to do with manufacturers. Actually, one of the biggest metal producers of the world is actually located in Shanghai um and it was i'm curious did you do this through rollins i did all of this through rollins so they set it up so you could study abroad over there for like a whole semester a whole semester they had a partnership with um i actually can't remember the it's okay. The exact they name. had a partnership. They period. had a partnership. <laughs> it was a great, you know, great um, program to study with. They would actually, we would study four days out of the week, and the remainder was part of uh, trips, experiences, the, the culture. Um, we would, we, our professors, um, our Chinese professors would even take us out and emerge within the culture. We would go out and barter for things that we wanted to food. Mm-hmm. Um, all within the same language. So it was even more of a practice for us, too. Um, I, funny enough, today I was actually thinking about, well, what was the last time I spoke Mandarin? Okay, <laughs> that was one of my questions is, you know, it, do you actually get to continue using that language? Well, I, I have, today I have three colleagues that are from China, and as much as I want to, you know, practice my Mandarin with them, it's not the same. Um, there's no actual need here in the U.S., um, but it all depends on the industry. Right now, I currently don't have any clients or anything um, in that atmosphere that makes me want to speak Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily that makes me, but I need to. Yeah. Um, I try to practice with them, and they're just, don't worry about it. You'll, you're fine with English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> so, yeah. No, no, we don't even want to try <laughs> and um, help you there. No, I mean, it's, I definitely understand it way more than what I can speak it. Yeah. If that makes sense. I right. I look at the characters, I listen to some of the dialogue, and I'm just I I can pick up twenty five to fifty percent of it. 
Just so you know, Duolingo has Mandarin on there. You can oh, practice yeah. through Duolingo. Oh. Duolingo is a great uh, software. Um, definitely practice my Portuguese through there. It's, mm -hmm. it's definitely great. How, how many languages do you speak? So originally, my first language is Spanish. Okay. Um, right. My second language is English. I, I learned um, somewhat French growing up uh, for three years. And wait, time out. Which one of your parents has the Japanese parents? Is your oh, mom my, or my, my, my dad. So okay, so oh because wow. they were asking that. We were looking on Facebook and we were <laughs> like, okay, we think he might have somebody that is, uh, <laughs> you know. I, I said it's on the Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the original pronunciation is Chimaguchi. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. It's just, it's just uh, for English purposes, we just leave it as Simaochi. Okay. It's easier to pronounce, huh? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I learned French growing up. Um, obviously, without practicing, you lose some of it. Um, I had an internship um, with Six Rent-A-Car. It's a German company. You can actually find one uh, by the airport. It's a car rental company with luxury cars from Germany and um, a lot of our clients were uh, from Brazil I mean especially Orlando is a hub for um, tourists mm. and people coming to the parks right so a lot of Brazilians were coming in and because I was the closest knowing Spanish was the closest thing to, to Portuguese to Portuguese uh, they would throw me in there with those clients and I had to learn so I have you know it's kind of rough, but mm -hmm. I do understand a lot. Um, it's it's all part of the Latin, you know, um, yeah. language. Um, and then after that, actually, a little bit before that, I was already learning Mandarin, bef before learning Portuguese. So I, I want to say, if anything, French and and Portuguese, the understanding that I have today has to do a lot with my Spanish uh, background. Yeah, right. I that think makes sense. we could actually throw Italian in there because <laughs> Italian, I think, is pretty close to Spanish. Oh, the, uh, sure. well, they have the their similarities. Their similarities, oh, yeah. but it's definitely it's, all, it's its own language. And yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, without knowing the basics, something I've, I've learned, one of the things I wanted to pursue at Rollins, and they actually gave me the opportunity, was uh, to pursue a, uh, a linguistic major. Mm -hmm. um, they obviously my my mentor would have to create the whole program for me. Right. Yeah, independent studies. Independent studies, um, and I would have to do some emerge, go into different cultures and stuff like this. It might have extended my my time at Rollins, but even so, it, it gave me the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm a little bit more ambitious, and I was like, I cannot. <laughs> I was trying to graduate. He's very ambitious. <laughs> okay, just so you you know, when I have talked about and Jason was here and these guys were here, I said, "Oh no, he's the most amazing person I have worked yeah. with. One of the most amazing." So, like, their perception of you, I'm sure, is that you walk on water, for me in wow. my mind, because like wow. I have had some people that and they're still with me, and they are the same. You know, I sit here and go, "They have the most amazing work ethic." They are just incredible to work with. I've learned it's something that's a mutual thing and so incredibly bright. So they, they've heard me say this, so that's why I'm going to oh, ask. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> we have a comment or somebody, Donald. Oh, Oak. Don. Hi, Don. How are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. What's that? So Don has been a client previously, and he has a couple of, I don't know, multiple organizations. Um, one is uh, Chef's. You want to write in here, Don, and tell us what it, it is? There's a bit of a delay, so if, even if he hears you, we won't see it for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> there it is. He's writing some stuff. Okay, but nonetheless, we'll let Don tell us about his business over there. Anyway, 
Um, okay, so that was pretty interesting, nonetheless. Um, and I learned some things that I did not know about the, those additional languages that he had. That's pretty cool. All right, so I'm going to turn the questions over to you guys so everybody else can get some turn on the mic here. Do I go first? or? Uh, well, sure, sure. Um, you want to do your Hispanic question? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, we I wanted to know. You know I'm the minority in the room now. <laughs> <laughs> I am the only woman, and I'm the only Caucasian in the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we, we already asked you, didn't we, about growing up Hispanic and how it affects you no, today. No, Oh, we well, we would like to well, know a little bit about that. As Hispanics here, we so kind of. So you're from? I'm from Puerto Rico, originally. Puerto Rico, yes. Part of Puerto Rico. Uh, I'm from the central region. My family's from the central region of Puerto Rico. Okay. And yeah. you? Um, Southeast, Guayama. Guayama. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I, yeah. I had the pleasure of visiting Puerto Rico, I want to say 2012. Oh. Um, beautiful people. I mean, the culture was incredible. I loved the food, um, <laughs> the attention. Um, very charismatic people. Great people. Um, Growing up Hispanic, it's it's definitely I want to say a blessing. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot within our culture, um, and we uh, the most important part is always to stay humble, especially right. c being in, in a in a foreign country. Staying humble is important because all we can do is just even strive for more. Um, as um, Isabella mentioned, my it kind of fuels me with ambitious of to do better, to do more, and it's mostly because we are the minority here. Mm. Um, and it's it's not a, like I said, it's not a bad thing. For me, it's personally a blessing. I, it just mm, drives me, it pushes me even more. Um, I know another language from it, you know. Yeah. Just, of course. Know, my first language is Spanish. Um, and even though I was born in the U.S., grew up in Miami, but if you guys have been to Miami today, you guys understand that it's a Spanish-speaking city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, as much as it sits in the U.S., it's a Spanish-speaking city. And it was very hard. I actually spoke uh, Spanish to my professors till the till fifth grade. Oh, interesting. It was, it was, it was for me, for, for my parents, it was pretty bad because they were like, oh, no, we need to move you to a different school. I was like, I completely understand because they give, it's not necessarily the professors weren't teaching correctly, it was just me sort of being lazy. I'm like, I have the facility. Yes, you're going to speak to me in English, but I'm going to speak to you in Spanish because either way, you still understand. Of right. course. Everyone yeah. there mm -hmm. speaks Spanish. <laughs> right. So uh, it, co it comes back as um, it's a blessing. Do, I, do you feel like, like uh, as, a min no, as a minority, you, just, you, f you feel like you have something to prove? Uh, sometimes. Does that know, make sense? Yeah. It's, it's, um, I can tell you today I work in a in a very uh, American cultured company, mm -hmm. um, especially, so I work for under the golf industry and golf is known, you know, it's a European sport, it's an American sport. Um, a lot of older people follow it. Um, however, the, what I really like about this company is that they've changed the vision of of changing all, you know, uh, pushing the sport to different um, diversities uh, from ages to uh, Dem cultures, demographics, right. demographics, yeah. everything. So it, it, I kind of 
want to say I, I excel in, in that atmosphere because as a, as a minority, um, there's opportunity. There is opportunity to, to push for your own uh, beliefs. It's, there's, there's a lot of pros mm. for us, I want to say. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, Matt is from Cuba. Um, my mother is. I was born here. Oh, you got to talk closer to me. I was, I was born here. My mom um, was born in Cuba, and um, her um, family's money and house was taken from her when she was three years old, and they had to flee the country to Miami. Oh, so wow. she grew up there and um, met my dad there, but he's G um, German ancestry. Right. So... I didn't grow up in a Spanish-speaking household at all because my dad didn't speak Spanish. Right, but then it goes to, it goes back to my point. Miami is a very international city. Oh yeah. Therefore, you find all types of culture. Um, you really do. And it, it's incredible. Uh, if you guys go down there today, um, you'll you'll make you'll feel um, the atmosphere is being actually more uh, I said a lot of energy I exactly think. like New York exactly yeah mm -hmm. um, there's always it's always vibing there's there's always people out there they're trying to speak to you uh, you could actually sit at a bar and people would actually approach you and start speaking to you about whatever they see on the walls whatever they'll see on, on the news and it's just it, it's it's something normal for them it's a, it's it's part of their culture it's getting to know people um, doing relationships um, I want to say I've, I've been to other parts of the U.S. where it's, it's very themselves. Mm -hmm. um, no, very I'll conservative. Call, I'll call that one out. That's, that's the Caucasian nature. <laughs> I'll just throw that one someone. out there. I know you guys are all being really nice and politically correct, but I'll throw that one out here. One of the things that I absolutely love about uh, Latin culture and any of the um, Caribbean is it's very warm it's very inviting and inclusion is big and like the families they can be crazy mad with you <laughs> oh, yeah. but they will cuss you out and then it's like oh my god you're back into the fold like it, you would have to yes. do something I don't know like kill the child to be able to not oh. be pretty dark but in white families and I can say this since that's where I am it's not the same. It's one of the things that I think that it's it's not quite as warm and as inviting. Inviting. Um, I've seen that because I've worked with a, a lot of. I've had international students live with me, but I've also had a lot of people work with me, and there is sometimes truth to stereotypes, but not always. But I can definitely say that I think we're more inhibited, and that's one of the things that I love about Latin culture. Is like well, you just put it out there. And it's like totally right. cool. So uh, I wanted to ask you about your experience in China, though. I don't know if you want to, you want yeah. to talk about that. Uh, just because. Uh, how I, did, how did I have you a question too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know what the weirdest thing is that he ate in China. But oh, that is. I, I just yeah. want to know how. Did you, did you eat dogs? How did you make that leap? How do you? How did you? Just, you went. You studied at Shanghai, right? Correct. Yeah. So, um, Wallace has a great international programs uh, all in different parts of the world mm -hmm. and one of the beauties is that you know whatever tuition funding or anything that you currently are doing to study at, at, at school can be easily applied to 
facility brought in any of these programs as long as you meet all the requirements and when i say requirements um gpa mm. um specific classes if you need them depending on the um the partnered organization or universities um so they do facilitate a lot of you know if, if you tell a counselor hey i want to study in such a country they'll make it happen somehow obviously all legal um you got to go through the visa process the right. qualifications but they'll do everything possible to make it happen and i came in I, even before i i, I start i started to study there i was just like i need to study abroad somewhere i am you know i, I so i consider myself a mutt I don't know if that's a bad word or not. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I think that's uh, the, what every the, American depends uh, what context yeah. you put it in. I guess. Uh, yeah. So I consider myself a my, in the sense of you know my mom's from Nicaragua, my dad's from Peru, my grandparents are Japanese. From my mom's side, her 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 parents are are from Spain. Um, I was born here in the U.S., mm. so I have a lot of different cultures. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. My background is is pretty diverse, and I always wanted to study abroad, just didn't know where. Um, oh, I had that. Like I said, I wanted to pursue something in Asian with, within the Asian culture. Mm -hmm. Knowing that my my ancestors were my grandparents were from from Japan. I used um, the school didn't have a very strong program there, and the language wasn't really offered. So they could they told me I could do some independent studying and stuff like that. But it's not the same when you have a professor that shows you the basics and tells you what to what to really look for. Correct. To actually learn the language. Um, after one year of studying, I, I was already ambitious ambitious to just make it out there. Um, actually, one of my um, my one of my aunts actually imp imports and exports from China all the time, and I was really looking forward to just learning about the import and exporting industry. Huh. So as soon as I got there, I was uh, made a lot of leads. Went out to some manufacturers. I was like, "Hey guys, I want to make this. I want to make that." Really, they didn't really want to make anything. I just wanted to learn what they were doing. How was the process? How can I do this in the future? Um, when I got there, uh, you know, it was like I said before, four days of school, and then the rest was all based on the program to dig in and get immersed within the culture. Um, I might be going back in, in circles within your yeah, question, but no, you're fine. Um, the the opportunities to, to be out there are extensive. I actually met people that were within Job Hopkins programs. There were some people from MIT studying engineering over wow. there. There was yeah. people uh, from a lot of Russians. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. Russia is really close by, but there were a lot of Russians that were studying out there. Um, English uh, students were also there. Um, from uh, the London School of Business, from um, uh, Cambridge. There, so there, there was a lot of students coming out already to Shanghai because at that time, 2012, 2013, China was one of the, I mean, to this day, they're one of the greatest nations in the world, but mm, yeah. they were so into the market within in the United States. I mean, I, I would see at least... 17 ships leave the Shanghai port every morning. Wow. And that's little. I mean, I'm oh. sure in the, throughout the day there's even more shipping out, mm -hmm. but that tells you a lot. And that's only Shanghai. I mean, imagine Guangzhou, uh, Shuzhou, all the other uh, regions of the country. 
China's huge. And I could tell you seven months didn't do justice to explore the whole country. I, I bet, yeah. yeah no. There's just a lot more that I, I wish I can can experience. Because I've always oh, the worst. So make sure you speak in the mic because I'm getting a couple comments that you got to make sure that you're closer okay. to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what was the nastiest thing I? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the strangest thing you've ever eaten over there. Did you eat raw octopus, like a live octopus? <laughs> like moving, like, they wrapped hey, it. like moving. That sounds pretty good. I'm no, not gonna lie. it was. I saw well. this on one of the Food Channel shows. It was baby octopus, and it was mm. wrapped around a pencil, and then they would swallow it. But they had to be real careful. That's a very dangerous yeah, thing to eat. Yeah, it's very dangerous because yeah. it can it, you can die. Because oh, wow. it's like unfurling itself inside of your throat. So, um, huh? <laughs> Microphone. <laughs> yeah. So I had to. Um, I ate a, uh, a squid salad. Um, was it was it was it moving? It wasn't moving. <laughs> it was just a very big and uh, dark um, seafood platter. Um, I ate an, a fish eyeball. <gasps> and what? Those were l- were they cooked or raw? They were cold. So I don't know if was they could have been cooked. Have it could have been cooked, but it was it was, it was served cold. cold. Um, I did that, and I was in, in Scorpion. Oh, oh scorpion. how was that? Yeah, yeah that's actually very interesting. It was in a gr- it was grilled. It was grilled. Um, did it taste good? Like a crunchy <laughs> and. But is it like like a crab or something? Or? This was it, it was it was to be honest, it was just crunchy and. So you could tell it was an insect. Yes. Oh. Um, or well, it's not an insect really. I don't want to say juicy. It was just uh, there's. Filling, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, fluids, fluids. Fluids, type. yes. Um, that and I did not eat dog, or okay. at least that I know of, right? That I know <laughs> of. Or cat. Or, uh, or cat. I did see on menus. I did see dog. I did really? see. Um, I went up to a very beautiful region called uh, Liangxing, um, down south uh, uh, by Jiangshuo. And they actually had uh, rats hanging mm, on their, uh, like on the restaurants, and like ready to cook. How well, appetizing! If, if they're cooked well, I, I, I imagine well, that just like you <laughs> would go and pick out the lobster you want out of the tank, you might pick out the the crab. I would assume from yep. the line, yeah, maybe. right? Or not the crab, the rat, whatever. I mean, I'm not gonna knock it till I try. So, <laughs> and, and sometimes who knows? It ima- tastes good. This. I mean, if they serve a, an appetizing platter in front of you. And they don't tell you really what it is. It's just, man, here's food. If You're it welcome to my home. Yeah. You have no. I mean, if yeah. you, you guys come from Hispanic culture. You guys understand when they tell you, when they put a plate in, in front of you, you gotta somewhat eat it. If it tastes yeah. good, I'm, <laughs> I'm eating it. Like, yeah. oh. um, so yeah, I did not eat dog. Okay, <laughs> I want to know what the fish eye was like. <laughs> was that squishy? Yes. I would think it's squishy. It's squishy, um, Ge- watery, gelatin. watery, uh, yeah, it, like, like like a gel. gel yes, uh, I've yes. had eyes before, but like cooked. Oh really? Yeah, like, like in whole, a fish. Yeah, the whole fish. Like you just scoop it yeah. out of the. Yeah. Now oh. I've been to a couple of uh, Hispanic restaurants and they have that, and I know that the you know my friends and I don't know if you know Eric Garcia. Do you know him? Mm-hmm. Anyway, he had interned with me also, but I know that he would take the eyeballs out and he would eat <laughs> it too, and apparently it was very normal. He's from Mexico too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, relationships that you made over there, uh, 
do you still keep in touch with people? Yes. Do you, have they like helped you out or like? Oh no, for sure. I I actually um I kept in touch with a couple of people that I met out there. Um, there's a French student that was actually studying engineering over there. Great friend of mine. Um, you know we we met out. So one of the I want to say one of the best things about Shanghai that I experienced was that you. Uh, it's such a diverse city. You're going to meet people all over the world and with different backgrounds, different uh, careers. And uh, engineering, um, he was just there for a master's program and went back to France, started his, his own company, and however, kept that relationship with going back into China, working with different uh, manufacturers, and he even does some service for them. Um, so I've kept that relationship, uh, Gustavo, and as well as I also ended up meet, um, at Rollins, I had a, a lot of uh, Chinese friends. Mm -hmm. So today I have, uh, you remember Dashang? Mm -hmm. uh, Dashang, one of my best friends um, since I moved to Orlando. Um, he actually lives in Guangzhou today and still stay in touch with him. Um, it's, it's, it's actually, there's another um, Alex as well um, he's actually helped me through my, so I opened up a company uh, named Manderas and I was trying to manufacture in China. And he was looking out for my logistics, he was looking out for uh, my, the, where I was sourcing my products, my, uh, uh, my clothing, and he, you know, at one point he told me, he's like, you need to stop doing this, go and manufacture somewhere else. Because China, you know, I don't know if you guys have been following the market recently, but uh, with everything going on with Trump and the mm -hmm. and the whole tax war with with uh, tariff war with uh, China, tariffs have gone up. I want to say if I, mm -hmm. if, if, I don't, if I'm not wrong, um, I want to say it went up last week up 27 percent. Yeah, I heard that too. It's I it's did. incredibly high. And if you're if you're a person that continues to bring in containers from China, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts your pocket. You want to your margins are not the same, and. He, he told me before that even happened, he's like, you need to get out of here. Things are about to change and, and find another uh, manufacturer that's mm -hmm. going to be able to source you the and control your margins. Um, so n today I'm manufacturing in Peru, which for me is so much easier to speak the language yeah. right, fluently. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, you get to go home and visit. Well, exactly. Uh, oh, you, you brought up uh, your company. Yeah, right. so, I, so I started a company back in February called Banderas. Um, it's, it's a company focused on making um, um, a, a brand of clothing. And we're doing from apparel to um, the athletic gear. And we are currently partnering up with uh, different uh, NGOs. We are giving... Uh, okay, so for our listeners, NGOs means... Um, non government organizations. Yeah, oh, okay. there we so go. Nonprofit organizations, in other mm -hmm. words. Um, I am, my goal is to give a revenue share of my, of my products to each organizations to create, to continue uh, following their missions. However, they need to provide us a, mis a mission for them to complete throughout our, our funding. So, so it's a social enterprise business yes. for sure. And he is making sure that he's helping to support the economy by creating jobs 
And I know, are you working with the uh, single moms? Because you're, you're right. I know part of it is an embroidery business. Right. So we, so yes, we do. As you can see in the image of, of our logo, uh, we do have uh, part of it is being embroidered. Okay. And we are working with um, different mothers currently right now, mothers in Peru, where um, they, you know, we're giving them, we're funding them a machine. Um, obviously, they're, um, they, they have the ability, besides just um, to working for us, they have the opportunity to create a business out of, out of, the, out of their machine, right. start their own brands. They can sell on the side. Um, the beauty about Peru, they have Gamarra, which is a, let's just say it's your, uh, your, chi uh, your Chinatown in New York where you can basically find a lot of different products and, and source different things for pretty cheap. Okay. Um, so th these women have the opportunity with this uh, machine uh, from Brothers where they can actually work and embroider different um, from, from uh, shirts to hats to shoes to um, uh, jackets. Jackets. Mm. Also, uh, we we're, we're also working with some for-profit organizations to create them uniforms. So wow. they have the opportunity of also, I mean, as we give them this machine, we're expecting a, you know, a certain amount of hours work for us. And really, I, it's, it's about 21 hours that we need from them a week, which with, I mean, as long as they, they follow the procedures, they should be able to produce what we need from each of those machines. And at this, after those 21 hours, which is not a full work, you know, work, working week, they can actually produce their own brand, they can produce their own uh, business, and as much as the efforts go, they can also pay off the machine. So I'm, I'm working, um, I'm doing, that's part of one of the, the ways that uh, Banderas is working. We're current, as I said before, we give a revenue share of our sales to these nonprofit organizations. Okay. Um, as long as they're following their missions and they are um, executing that plan that they present to us, um, and then every time that every quarter that we'll we'll have them apply. And we're currently in so in Orlando we're starting our sales um, in October. Um, currently I've been just working off in Peru, and I'm starting with five countries. I'm starting with uh, Colombia, Venezuela, Brazil, uh, Puerto Rico, and we United have a question States. from our, one of our listeners, yes. uh, Don Crutch. He's wanting to know if you work with any ro rotary groups. Rotary. So that's a organizations, professional organizations where people, um, you might have heard of like Moose or Elk or any of those groups. Mm -hmm. um, Shriner. Uh, it's a group of people that get together. There is business as a focus, but Rotary is something that's national. And he belongs to a Rotary group, and they always have some type of apparel also. So. He's asking, and it's a great way to connect with Don. Yes. So. That, I would love to connect with Don. Um, nice to meet you, Don. Thanks for listening. Um, I actually haven't had, uh, I haven't looked into it. You didn't it. look into it, so and now you have another lead. it's definitely something great uh, to pursue. Yeah, uh, he's in Jacksonville, just so you know. Perfect. Yeah, and he has several organizations. One's focusing on chefs. One is on honor guards. He has a, a, a faith-based organization. Um, museum for 
museum. Oh my goodness, I'm going to have to go look at it. But it's for great Christian preachers. Mm -hmm. So uh, <coughs> he is somebody, and he has the Pink Tie organization. So I saw that. Okay. Yeah. So definitely, um, Don is somebody. He, he is global. He's saying, and then it says www.rotary.org. Thanks for watching, Don. Thank you. Thank, yeah. thank you, Don. Yeah. So thank you, Don. Um, I know that our time is going to be moving quickly. Yes. So what I want to make sure is, who are your leaders that inspired you? Biggest inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, and it can be living, dead. It can be you know people you really know, people you may have never met. Is parents? It, it's Jesus. It's, it's a great, whatever it's a great you question. Um, leaders, I would say. So. You said leaders, right? Yeah, we said leaders. But it can be anybody that... Just anybody. Yeah. Your mom. Yeah, anybody that comes to mind. So, yeah. so here's the thing. I, I once heard... Leaders is very open for right. interpretation. So yeah. I actually... Um, I am a huge believer... Or I thought... So I don't know if you guys ever seen this speech before. Uh, and I am actually having trouble saying his, Tell his name. Tell me what it is and I'll Mac look Mac uh, McCartney. Is it, am I saying Paul that? McCartney? Paul yeah. McCartney. No? Uh... The actor. McCon McCon McConaughey? McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Well, I couldn't say that. It was tongue twister. My <laughs> <laughs> so he once gave a speech. Uh, uh, at the Oscars, right? At the Oscars. Yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember and that speech. Ever since I've seen that speech, I've, I've actually always told myself that I relate a lot to it. Because, you know, growing up, I, I want to say I experienced a lot of different things throughout my life, and ev something I've always um, I've always uh, told myself is things don't stop here. There's a mm, lot. Yeah. There's right. a lot more. Um, it was in 2014 when he he said this. Um, obviously, before that, I had other leaders, you know, that I that I definitely looked up to, but it's not necessarily that I'm looking up to him, but I'm looking up to something that he said. Right. He personally, right. he said, um, when he, when he looks at some, when he's, you know, working hard and, and when if he can be inspired by someone is himself ten yeah years ten years today. down the line yeah and I I personally relate with that today is because if I can make it my goal to be the person that I am gonna be ten years from today that can that definitely tells me that I am gonna be better than what I am today. Right. And I'm going to push myself to that point until, you know, I, I don't stop. One of the things that I had told them, uh, and Jason was here. This is not, you weren't here, Matt. But uh, <laughs> just so you know, but you're going to hear the story. Is I remember that you and I were meeting in the library on a Sunday to go over some things for Pivot at the time. And we were, and I said, why are you here? And you had said, because it was also for schoolwork, you know, I know that if I put in the time yeah. right now, this is going to pay off for me later. And you could have had the choice of going to the beach because it was like spring break right. and people were gone. But he was in the library there. And it was just like that just didn't even make sense to me. But I, he really has a very dedicated work ethic. And I yes. think that's the most amazing thing that I take away from him. Thank you. And, and, and I'm thanks. I mean, it's true. I do have I want to say I do have a strong work ethic, um, but I do not. I, I, something I also really strongly believe is that someone should also have a very uh, pursue a, a social life right. in every sense of mm -hmm. the word because it's important 
sometimes it's not necessarily true, but uh, in life it's not uh, it's not only about what you know; it's also about who you know. Yes, right. and those social you? skills come into play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, I've I've I want to say I've been blessed. I've ran into a lot of people like Isabella, have that have you know given me the hand in in many different opportunities. Um, you know, funny enough, when we started working together, she gives me this um, this assignment and. And this was like a test for me to like prove my skills. The assessment. And, and it was an assessment, um, which I, I want to say I excelled. But at the same time, after I turned it in, I was telling her, I was like, I'm sorry, this was a great opportunity. But I'm, you know, I, I just got offered an opportunity in New York. And I'm, you know, I'm, I need to I need to take it. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I did offer to her. I was like, we can still be in communication. We continue working on the project we were working on, mm-hmm. um, and we, st- we we stayed in contact. After that, I came back and then we we worked on a couple other projects. Um, but I want to say it's, it's it's about those connections that you yeah. make along the way. Like yeah. I said, right. I've I've made connections in China, and today they actually worked out for me in the best mm-hmm. because they helped me with a problem that could have cost me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, there's insight. There's pe- there's things that people know and right. you don't know. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So I, I do agree that you need to have a social um, responsibility to yourself and be social with other people. Right. Connect, understand mm-hmm. um, your networks, your 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 atmospheres, your city. And so when you're saying social, we're, I just want to clarify this because he's very relational. He doesn't mean <laughs> social on the sense of like just oh, social no, no, channels. No, he no, means understand. relational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Relational. If, you look at my, if you look today at my social media, I think the last oh. time I posted was probably last year. <laughs> so that tells you a lot. No, I mean, yeah. that's bad. Yeah. That's bad in my sense because I should be a little bit more active. But it's to what she says. I, you need to be yeah. out there talking to people, calling them understanding what they need what they're you know I, like I don't think it's bad to not have we think that's I, all wonderful <laughs> yeah. i don't use social media uh, almost at all to be honest i don't have a facebook I haven't touched since like 2015 or something but because uh, uh, i'm just private like that sometimes but don't burn any bridges you know it's exactly. people you meet right don't, right don't reject interacting with other people uh, yep. you know it's uh, i understand it's definitely uh in any sort of way, any any, I think the be- the best way to look at it is no matter what the media is to connect with someone, do it mm-hmm. because you know if it's through Facebook, if it's through LinkedIn, yeah. if it's through um, Valencia, connecting with someone can go far down the line. Right, yeah, you never know yeah. where that person will be tomorrow yeah. or where it's you'll be. It's about I mean, nurturing the relationship. Yeah, there's right. more than just a profe- professional relationship. You exactly. know, it's interpersonal, getting to know the person and getting down to it in a way, too. Yeah. Sure enough is. So, moving over to the next one, because I know we are getting down to our countdown. We essentially have six minutes, and we have to do a sponsor yeah. recognition. Uh, um, yeah. Do you have something that you wanted to add? Oh, just, it's fine. We're running out of time. All right. So, we talked about the leaders. We talked about innovation. We talked about the Asia thing. Um, I think that we covered a lot of things, but... What skills from your internships, whether it was any of them, do you think actually helped you with being able to get the job that you're in now? And that may not be applicable, but... Also, if, if you want to speak more about your current job, right. go right. ahead. So, so th- to give you guys a little bit of insight of what I do today, um, I, well, first I started with, the comp- with Golf Now as a pricing analyst. 
this was uh, pricing inventory. Uh, the way Golf Now works, you can go on the website, a mobile app, and you can basically uh, book a tee time for any, almost any golf course um, in the country. And we're actually serving about, if I'm not wrong, I think it's 14 to 17 countries mm-hmm. um, other than the US. And I started pricing inventory. Uh, different tea times, and as I, you know, as I started doing my job, uh, I, there was a, a lot of uh, or reorganization, and it was mostly because of the benefit, the benefit of technology. Today, technology changes, and you can do so much more when you optimize and you automate. Um, and we started automating a lot of our processes. Um, I started becoming a revenue analyst, analyzing a lot more of the business, and to, I do forecasting through different revenue streams today. Um, I do uh, regressional analysis. I, um, it, we, we do, I have on, I'm basically tracking a budget of uh, millions of dollars um, wow. for multiple businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Golf Now is, it's, or NBC Sports is a conglomerate as its own, you know, parent companies, Comcast, NBC Universal falls under it. Uh, then you have the Golf Channel under NBC Sports, um, and then below that you have other businesses um, like Revolution Golf. Uh, there's a lot of different businesses that you know all belong through to these companies, and uh, someone needs to be tracking that. Someone needs to be setting out the goals for operations. Needs to be monitoring the operation. Where is there opportunity to mm-hmm. make money? Where is there where is there a risk? How can we dis- decrease the risk? Those are things that I today analyze I give feedback to uh, to my uh, to the leadership um, and and I basically help them run the business to the best way they can they can because okay. I want to say about a year if, if we were to look back in 2017 they didn't have that insight they didn't have uh, someone digging in into the numbers and saying hey we're losing a lot we're losing a lot of money through through our operations in in Phoenix um, we need to make up that money that we lost in 2017 in 2018 this way. So th- it's a lot of analytical work, and it to to Isabella's question, the way I I I, I today I could do this job, um, I I said I told her to stay to stand by, and I went off to to New York. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I really wanted to work with him. I, I told waited. <laughs> I told her to stand by, and I ended up working with um, with uh, Avi, a Harvard graduate from the from um, a graduate from the business, Harvard Business School, and he was making today. It's Makerhoods organization. It's an organization that basically uh, provides entrepreneurs, small uh, small businesses, the ability to have a home and a business within the same location. Um, so back, I mean, you guys probably could relate from coming from Puerto Rico, but in, in a lot of Central and South American countries, you see this type of development where you have um, live, live and work uh, home models. You have your business in the bottom and you have your home on top. Right. In the U.S., that used to be something we saw in San Francisco, New York, back in the 50s, 60s. Um, you know, we have grown from that type of development and we now do sky rises and we do different types of codes for 
for development. So a lot of people have not done that. Um, him being in New York, there's not a lot of space to, to uh, for construction unless you're buying you're you're buying out multiple buildings and multiple real estate and real estate over there is pretty expensive. <laughs> so yeah. he's providing our small businesses the opportunity, you know, entrepreneurs, mom and pop shops, to come out and run their business from these locations, but at the same time also have a home, have one mortgage, and not necessarily a mortgage and a rent, making up more cost of living. You're decreasing your cost of living. Another part is you're decreasing your expenses. How you decrease your expenses, you're not driving as much. You're, um, you're also working with the community with, with, within you because another part of his, his uh, development is that if he's gonna have a butcher here, he's also gonna have a, uh, a bakery. So I'm gonna have to tell you, yeah. I know we have run out of time. This is our yeah. time. And so we have to do a real quick sponsor recognition. Khalil, go, oh, affiliate manager. Oh, I feel bad interrupting. It's yeah, a, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. We have to do it. Um, affiliate manager offers a complete management service that covers all aspects of developing and optimizing an affiliate program. Not only do we provide expertise, identify high potential opportunities, and execute campaigns to maximize performance, we make it a point to require minimal work for our merchant partners. You can reach them at www.affiliatemanager.com. Okay, and skip the transition music tonight because, okay. like, we are on the – we're late. <laughs> so, Valencia College, and we, we want to give a special shout-out to Q. Thank you very much. Happy birthday to him yesterday. We also want to make sure that we're saying thank you to our guest, Mario. Right. Thank you for being thank here. For being here. Yeah. And for all of you guys. And then you get a real quick shout-out. Make it short. Go. Another one? <laughs> okay, never mind. Mommy watching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mom. Thank you. All <laughs> right, to all my friends and family, and to also Jason, who's not here. Quick okay. shout out to him. We love Jason. Go. Hi, mom and dad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Mario. Um, hi, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. A lot of parental so love to <laughs> My shout out is always to all of my pivot and intern pursuit team. I love you all, and I thank you the past, the present, and the future. Thank you so much. And hit close. All right, I got you. <laughs>